That little ditty goes out to Amanda and Curtis from Portland, Oregon. Good to know Portland's still a place. Hey, Amanda, how come everyone in Portland lives in a craftsman? Like, did the city council make it a law and start handing them out? You get a craftsman, and you get a craftsman, and you get a craftsman. Sorry. Sorry, I won't do Oprah ever again. So, we're doing things a little different today. Sort of a trial balloon for format change. They used to signal format change by some sort of stunt programming, playing the same song for 24 hours, shit like that, but I'm not going to torture you like that. What's coming might be bad enough. <laughs> joke, joke, I'm, I'm joking. So, loyal listeners, I'll still be here, but it's no longer all me all the time. I know, I know, it's a tragedy. Oh, we've got some sort of schedule. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, I don't know where it is. Doesn't matter. What else do you have to listen to? It's not like we're going to lose ad dollars or something, right? We'll still have the CBs up and running and the shortwave, so don't be afraid to reach out and let us know your thoughts. Because I'm going to assume our new format is the most important thing you're going to deal with today. So, anyway, what all this means is it's time for me to sign off for now. I'll be back tonight for some late-night-in-the-dark confessional time. But for now, stay tuned for... uh, What's next? Can't remember. Doesn't matter. So, loyal listeners, here's a tune to play me out. Remember, keep the line clear and the volume up, and we'll get those lights on for you. Baby, do you understand me now? Sometimes I feel a little mad. Don't you know that no one alive can always be an angel When things go wrong, I seem to be bad I'm just a soul whose intentions are good Oh Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood The button? No, that turns the mic on. Don't we want the mic on? Sure, but it's playing over the music right now. You mean people can hear us? Good morning and welcome to Our Thoughts. I'm Frank. And I'm Kim. And these These are are Our Thoughts. thoughts. Woe unto the world because of its offenses. For it needs must be that offenses come. What button did you hit? It was supposed to be our jingle. But woe to man by whom the offense comes. Okay, the one labeled KNF jingle, that's you. The one that says live out fade, that one takes the music out or in. You can touch that one. But this one that says Master Volume, don't touch it. This one that says Randall, don't touch it. In in fact, all the other ones, don't touch them. Got it. Uh Uh-huh. Should we start over? Uh, sure. Sure. Hi, I'm Frank. And I'm Kim. And this this is is Our Our Thoughts. Thoughts. (laughs) Okay, clearly some technological issues, typical first day problems. Not to worry. We'll just move right along to our first topic. Well, shouldn't we introduce the show first? Yes, that's why it's the first thing on the agenda. Oh, okay. So, first item on the agenda, why you should listen to Our Thoughts. Because we're dedicated to making sure you're as safe as houses in this world where houses aren't safe anymore. Oh, that's good. Oh, thanks. I thought it up last night, right before I went to sleep. They say that's when all the greats get their best ideas. Aw, thank you. Anyway, we aim to bring you the facts about what you can do to keep alive. And what could kill you. Not just the what's, but the why's and the how's. Think 
NPR for the post-apocalyptic world. God, that is really good. I just thought that up. You are a woman of many talents. Well, it takes more than smarts and perseverance to become Denver's number one small realtor specializing in mid- to high-end homes. As you've said and I've agreed with before. So, today we want to talk about food and the three signs to look for when you scavenge. First, it was true before and it's true now. If it's open, don't eat it. That's right. It may be tempting, but even the tiniest hole can let in all those bad germs. Which can turn your can of chili into a can of intestinal outrage. Which, best case, is going to leave you dehydrated and weak, and worst, could kill you. Frank, what the hell? I thought it was the applause. Look, it says applause. The button under it, Frank. Sweet. Jesus, mother. What did you do now? You gotta stop touching everything. I thought it was I know the... what you thought. It went out over the radio. You know, I can't help but feel you're making this more difficult just to prove your point. I... What? Okay. Okay. Let me just put some music on and we can discuss that particular and congratulations on making it to another day. This is Randall's Morning Minute, tricks, tips, and tools to help you survive the end of the world. Morning, everyone. Today I'm here with John Duffy. Hey. John joined us a few weeks ago with the McKinsey Group, and besides being a top-notch mechanic, he's also a retired Marine with some pretty serious combat skills. You know, Randall, it's like they say, not so lean, not so mean, still Marine. (laughs) True story. Anyway, we were asked by certain people to go over some winter prep survival tips for you. A lot of people who survived are heading north. Less crazy mutant fucks up here because they don't like the cold. But what we do have up here is winter. And it comes early and it comes hard. We're talking snow and ice and cold like Mother Nature has a hard on for Jack Frost. Now, winters come sooner, last longer, and suck ass harder since the whole world became this rousing shit show we all got front row seats to. And living through it isn't as easy as turning up your heater and cooing over how pretty the snow is. So here's a few tricks and tips for you from us. Ignore at your own peril. One, don't put your wood outside. Put the wood inside. Yes, it's dirty. Yes, there's bugs. Yes, there's probably a spider or two. But you want to know what's outside? Freezing ass cold is what. Exactly. Don't be the half wit that dies of exposure going to get firewood. Number two, snowshoes. Get them. A pair for everybody. And not those fancy-smancy skis you got for your family winter vacays to Aspen or Utah or to top fucking hoe, but snowshoes. If you absolutely have to have skis, get the cross-country kind. No, they don't go fast. Yes, they're hard work. Get them anyway. You ever need to trek out of wherever you are for food or, if you didn't listen to tip number one, wood or whatever... You'll want them, and you'll thank me. Plus, the little pole whatchamacallits have nice, sharp, pokey ends, which come in handy when you come across some mutant cow or whatever bad fucking nightmare thing is out there. Now to three. Get snow tires and chains. Get a truck with four-wheel drive and enough horsepower to get you up a mountain. Literally up a mountain. And bring your own gasoline. 
because you don't know if the gas station further up the road is one, still there, or two, hasn't already been emptied. So if you find some gasoline, fill up every canister you can. But don't leave them out in the sun. Or smoke around them, or light a fire near them. Basically, don't be fucking stupid when around flammable materials. If you were wondering what good a car is going to do you, well, outside of the main cities, out here in the boondocks, the interstate is pretty clear. And the back roads and mud and trails tend to be empty. And if you do get a vehicle, don't forget the map. There's no more fucking Google people, so if you don't have a map, you're going to get lost in the thousand miles of mountains, woods, and scrub between Albuquerque, Salt Lake City, and Jackson. And dehydration is a bad way to go. You can drink radiator water, but only for so long. But you're better off bringing lots with you. And dog food. Wait, what? Dog food. You never heard of this? I've heard of it. I had a dog, and he ate dog food. Well, so can we. It'll taste good, and eventually you'll get scurvy, and you'll definitely end up malnourished, but in a pinch, you can live off it. <laughs> Is that what they teach in the Army these days? Nah, man. This I learned from my old man. Okay. Look, you get dehydrated food or some trail mix crap as emergency supplies, and you get a little hungry, bang, open the bag, munch a little. Pretty soon your emergency supplies are gone, and then you have a real emergency. And no food. Yeah, okay. Dog food? You're not going to eat that until there's nothing left to eat. It's not going to be your snack of choice unless you're starving. Okay, okay, you've got a point. Damn straight I do. So to sum it up, snow tires, chains, gas, maps, water, and dog food. Four, you got to leave a window open if you're using a propane heater. Now some places might be so full of holes it doesn't matter, so if you feel a breeze blowing through when the doors and windows are shut, you should be okay vis-a-vis dying in the night due to poison gas. But I'd start getting worried about freezing to death. But if you're sealed in tight, for instance, if you've lucked out and are living in some suburban McMansion where all the joints are tight and the windows sealed, well then, that propane heater is now a little heat-emitting beacon of death, sucking out all your O2 and replacing it with toxic fumes. But you're asking, if I leave a window open, it gets cold. That's right, it does. So what's the alternative? A fire in a working fireplace. Refer back to point one and... Make sure your fireplace flue is cleaned and open. Make sure it's open, people. And if you don't know how to check that, then turn around right now and go someplace warm. There may be more mutant zombie green fuckers down there, but hey, at least you can see them coming. Unlike dying from smoke inhalation in the middle of the night. And that's all for today's Morning Minute. Tomorrow we'll talk about campfires, yay or nay, and making a shelter out of snow. Gonna go with yay and nay on that one. Cook it. Hi, it's Jenna, and this is, um, my show. <laughs> What's it called? You know what it's called? No, the people listening. Oh! Oh, crap! I'm sorry. <laughs> this is Fashion Flair and Fabulousness with me! <laughs> um, Jenna, I was hoping for a drum roll, Michael. <laughs> Shut up! Come on! Get with the program here. All right. Deep breath. I realize it's sort of odd, show about fashion and stuff. I mean, how's it going to help you stay alive, right? I mean, who cares about nail care when you don't know if you're going to survive the night, right? But, well, all great civilizations prized beauty. 
It's like the first thing we do after we rise out of the muck of some dark age is try to find the prettiest part of ourselves. So maybe, I'm just hoping, if we do have the time to start caring about what we look like, maybe the bad days are almost over. So, fashion. Well, here's the thing. It's not like there's anything trending right now except, you know, shoulder holsters versus hip holsters or guns versus crossbows, which is totally important and I completely get it. But a nice belt is functional and can jazz up any outfit. That can make your day. And not only make your own day, but when you're walking around the, I was gonna say streets, but you know, forests, the wild, you run into somebody, maybe even an animal, and they get to see your beautiful belt. You think that's not gonna lift the spirits? It will. Also, you're gonna love this. The fabric and craft stores weren't usually looted too badly. Shocker. So, if you see one, it's a great place for not only patterns and sewing stuff, but also for blanket fill, first aid items, cushions, weatherproofing. And you can feel like you're aiding the effort and maybe get yourself that dress pattern you were thinking about. Or that pants pattern you were dreaming about. Guys out there with your clothing dreams. And sewing is totally a thing everybody should know how to do now anyway for clothing and hello. Body part repair? Ew. What? It's true. You have a perfect scar above your left eyebrow because I sutured it. Come on, tell the folks you know it's true. I'm really good at suturing. I'm not trying to brag. I'm just saying that my clothing expertise and all the sewing that I've done has made me excellent at all kinds of suturing. So there. And you're supposed to keep quiet. Sorry. Moving on to some at-home beauty tips for men and women. First, <laughs> you guys are going to so thank me for this. How to make your own soap. Soap. Glorious soap. Okay, back to how the craft stores weren't looted. The other thing they usually have is glycerin soap base. You're welcome. If you can find that, then making your own soap is as easy as melting it down, adding in some animal fat, which, if you're hunting, and you probably are, is easy and maybe adding some herbs or something to make it smell good. Lavender, if you can find it. I don't know, pine, sap, whatever. But listen, if you can't find any soap base, it gets a little bit harder. James, he's our organic chem guy. He taught us how to make soap from scratch. And let me tell you this, it ain't easy. And ugh, it smells. Gear up. You can use ash from wood fires and animal fat. You want to put the ashes in a container that liquid can go through, but that the ash can't. That's really important. And then you want to pour water through the ashes until you get brown liquid. Oh, and make sure you have something under the ashes to catch the liquid, which is lye. So don't get it on your hands or it'll burn. Anyway, while that's happening, you'll want to be rendering the fat, which is just adding equal parts fat and water in a pan over the fire until the fat has melted. And then... Add the same amount of water and let it cool overnight. In the morning, the rendered fat will be floating on the top. Then combine the two, and this is kind of the trial and error sort of thing, you know, so just roll with it. Add your herbs or your pine or your lavender or your, you know, whatever you're going to add. Just that's when you add it, and you bring it to a boil. Now, listen, if you want hard soap, you're going to add some salt while it boils. So I know it's not easy to find salt, and so you're probably thinking... That's a luxury, hard soap versus soft soap. These are the things we start thinking about. It sounds easy, but it's not. Trust me, it's really 
really hard work. And they used to only make soap like once or twice a year because it was such a pain in the ass. I mean, but bottom, can I say <laughs> Well, I guess that's it for today. Um, next time, I've got a recipe for making your own toothpaste. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. And some tips on the best hairstyles if you don't want to cut your hair, which I didn't. Anyways, this is Jenna. Thanks for listening. back. Miss me. Who knew talk show radio would be a thing humanity would be compelled to rebuild, right? Hey, they're talking about having a musical quiz show, but I'm fighting that one tooth and nail, loyal listeners. Believe me, tooth and nail. The shortwave is up and running, thank God, and we're broadcasting out on it and already starting to get chatter. I'm hoping to spend some time with it tomorrow, just hang out and talk to people, find out what happened where. Think about moving the whole setup into another room, wiring speakers up so we can hear in the booth. That way we can actually talk to people while you're listening to our thoughts or how to make soap. We'll see. We have all the tools. The rest is this math, right? Moving right along to dedications. It is a trip, guys, having people call up from across the country and ask for a song. But uh, here you go. This one is for Patrick Goodhart of Halifax, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, Jesus. I didn't know anybody from there before the fall, and now here I am, chatting with some guy in Halifax. Crazy. Anyway, Patrick, you asked for it, so here it is. Lost Highway by Hank Williams. An oldie and a goodie. I'm a rolling stone all alone and alone. Life of sin, I have paid the call. When I pass by, all the people say, Just another guy on the lost highway. Just a deck of cards and a jug of wine. 